The man of tomorrow is here with you. Uh, you know, haven't done one of these in a little while. What we're going to do is, and this is by request within the Sovereign Tech Telegram group, which of course, if you want to join, you can find the link in the show notes. It's all over the place on every episode of anything that I do now. But uh, if you want to join that, you can. And this was recommended there along with some other things. But, uh, you know, Sovereign Top 8s have been a tradition, dare I say, for Sovereign Tech for many years, where basically we take a subject, a show, a you know, series of books, whatever. And we break it down into a top eight. Now, why do we do, why do we do eight? There's no real reason. It's just that there's no really good reason to do a top three or a top five or a top 10. All those numbers are absolute bullshit. So I just picked one that most people don't do. And so I just chose top eight. Um, there's, I mean, understand that like, like listicles in and of themselves are a bit of a, uh, a mind fuck, right? I mean, it, it's a bit of behavioralism that, that, that gets done. Um, upon you. And, you know, maybe there's some logic behind doing a top three or a top five or a top 10 or whatever, or, or a top 100, you know, because it's a round number that looks good or something. But overall, I mean, listicles are, are really bullshit, uh, but not on this show. And actually, you know, a lot of the tricks that come along with doing a listicle. I mean, another reason listicles are popular on the internet, especially, you know, the ones that I'm talking about where you go to it, it's a top 20, maybe, and you, you have to click through to see each one. You have to click through to the next website. Now that's obviously all to get ad impressions and everything that can't exactly be done on a podcast, obviously. And that's why I feel a little bit better about doing it here. Um, because I don't, you know, one of my main goals is sovereign tech as a podcast and as, oh no, I refuse to call it a brand, but for what it is, is to not play all of the dirty tricks uh, and mental tricks that pretty much every other podcast, digital influencer, journalist, news source, whatever pulls on you and they pull legion upon you. So these are very simple top eights. And this is a top eight that actually speaks well to what I was just talking about, because, you know, when it comes to YouTube now, frankly, I wish YouTube didn't exist. Okay. <laughs> I would, I really do. And it's not because I'm opposed to the kind of content that appears on YouTube. Not at all. In fact, much of what we're going to get into, basically this top eight is, you know, eight YouTube channels that aren't complete shit. Okay. And again, this is something you asked you, the listeners asked of me to cover. Um, but to understand like some of these, I literally buy the Blu-rays of their episodes. So it's not like I'm just against YouTubers or something. Uh, I mean, the conversation around the problems with YouTube, there, there's so much to talk about with that. But one of the things is, is that on YouTube itself, I mean, and, and even some of these uh, channels that I'm going to talk about here in this top eight will still play some of these tricks where they do the funny thing uh, where, you know, like the thumbnail has the host making a really weird face and it's really closed in when it has absolutely nothing to do with, with what's actually in the video. Uh, or, I mean, you know, all these little tricks that also, I mean, granted, this isn't just true of YouTube. This is true of many, uh, you know, news websites or blogs or whatever, where they just pull all of this, like really, really quote unquote extreme stuff to just try and get you to click and to look. And then they got to hook you within five seconds. Right. Um, but that said, there's a lot of really, there's a lot of very, very educational, some of the best educational material I've seen, frankly, since Carl Sagan did Cosmos, 
and very thoughtful material that's out there. Now, a lot of that may not get, you know, the millions of subscribers that, uh, you know, that, that you expect, uh, I don't know, PewDiePie or who, who, whatever bullshit, uh, out there, you know, would, would end up getting, um, but at the same time, they, I do think they create much like within podcasting where, you know, there's a lot of, a uh, lot of ways in which those, those two paths cross, uh, that they do get a very fervent following. Um, I mean, and, and, you know, to the advantage of the website of YouTube itself or the app, you know, you can get, uh, notifications, right. Of when a new video comes out. And that's basically, I mean, you know, before we talk about the top eight videos, let's talk about maybe great ways to interact with YouTube in itself. Um, one of the ways that I do, I, I despise having to go to the, to the homepage for YouTube. I, because a lot of those, again, a lot of that trickery that I just described, I just don't even want to see it because I know what it is. I know the bullshit that they're pulling. Also, um, yeah, I mean, like it just, it seems so often cause I'll go there and I'll look and obviously Google does its algorithms and all that to, you know, to try and, and, and find something that you might be interested in watching. And I'll oftentimes see something, oh, that looks great. And then I'll check it out and it, and it was fucking rubbish, you know? So that's the importance of doing this top eight as well is that again, it is cutting through all of that bullshit and getting the stuff that's really meaningful, thoughtful, or at least entertaining and very, you know, very educational. Uh, or just fun. Some of this stuff is just fun, admittedly. Um, but regardless, YouTube is a platform that does not, I don't think it's, and, and it's gotten just significantly worse over time of what, you know, how it's not pro creator. And then it's also really not pro consumer in my opinion. Um, so something I like to do as far as with the mobile app, if I happen to be using that, is to just get notifications of the channels that I actually give a shit about. Okay. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Or, uh, another thing you can do, there's, there's a, a few of these, but there's a website called, uh, invidious and it's I N V I D I O dot us. I will put this in the show notes for you to check out. And basically it is a wrapper W R a P P E R. It is a wrapper for, uh, for YouTube and you can log into it and you can actually like manage, like you can create an account with it. You can actually input your own, your, your Google account as well, but you can create an independent a account and it has dark mode and all that stuff too. If you're wondering about that, uh, which, you know, thankfully <laughs> YouTube finally implemented that a couple of years ago. Um, but you can, you know, basically it's using YouTube without all of YouTube's horseshit that they, that they bake into it. And, but you can still set up where you have playlists and all these other things, but they are separate, uh, or they're, they're not the same as just being on YouTube proper. They are, they're, they're somewhat separated from that. So very, very handy service. I totally recommend checking that out. There's a couple others out there as well. And there's some that even like have full on apps, even though Google keeps changing, um, basically the, the way I guess we'll say the APIs for YouTube to where, you know, some of those apps can't function anymore and they're always changing it to where they're trying to kill any alternative YouTube app. They just want to die, you know? Um, but I think that, uh, Invidious does a really, really solid job and it actually looks good on mobile too. If you just want to use the mobile website, uh, which I, I recommend. 
So even with all the problems that YouTube has, and I really think they have a lot, um, I mean, that's not even getting into what it takes to handle all of that video and transmit it, you know, provide it over the internet, I guess I should say. Um, I mean, we don't even have to get into those technical quandaries, but bottom line being is that there are, shall we say, healthier ways <laughs> to engage with, uh, with content um, on YouTube or again, and, and some of these, I mean, actually any one of these I would buy, frankly, and anything that I list off here in, in the top eight, um, I really would, I I'd buy whatever Blu-rays they came, they come out with, uh, you know, if they came out with physical copy and granted, some of these have become so popular, they actually get offers from Amazon to be hosted on Twitch. Um, or, you know, maybe they get offers from some other streaming service to become a big deal on, on there. And, and Hey, you know, good for them. Like, I, I think that's, that's dynamite because the people we're going to talk about are not the shysters straight up. They're not, they're not the people who are engaging in any real trickery, uh, upon you. And I mean, even if they play some of the, some of the games here, as far as, you know, all right, how do we get people to look at our thumbnail and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think you get, you know, the juice is worth the squeeze in watching what they have come out. And also I'll say that it was actually very hard to come up with a top eight. I mean, a top 20. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> you know, um, get above 20. I don't know if there are more than 20 good YouTube channels. <laughs> okay. Uh, but no, really. Um, but you know, boiling that down to like a top eight, that was a little tough. Okay. Maybe there's a hundred good YouTube channels. I don't know. Anyway, but getting it to getting it down to a top eight, that was uh, again, that was really a challenge. Um, so what I did here in qualifying this now, some of these are recommendations from listeners in the telegram group that I didn't know about. And I checked out and I was like, Holy shit, these are, these are great. We got to include them. So some of these come from listeners and I have become a fan of them as well. Um, I mean, the YouTube channel creator is not a listener of me, but you know, they, they have a follower who happens to also be a, you know, a listener uh, of mine. Um, so there's that. And if they kind of doubled up as in, if they sort of did the same thing as another channel, I, I went with what I considered maybe the best, but even that is, is very tough to, to, to go with the best. And I'll probably mention some of the others as I go along anyway. Um, but we will try to keep it to a specific top eight, maybe with a couple of honorable mentions. So with all of that said, and the special doesn't need to be terribly long, but you know, look, yeah, we want to get educated and entertained and, you know, or infotained and, and whatnot. Uh, while maybe some of us are stuck at home for varying reasons or based upon just how, uh, you know, batshit insane the world seems to have gone, uh, newsflash of course it always has been, but, <laughs> but you get my point. So let's break it down. Um, these are not in any particular order. Like number one is not better than number two, because they're all, frankly, there are a lot of them or most of them are playing different fields. Uh, so, you know, we can't really like, there's no way to really rank them as far as that goes. So here we go. Your top eight YouTube channels that aren't complete shit. We'll start off with number one. And I don't know this guy's real name. Uh, I guess it's Alec. He calls himself Mr. Connectify. Uh, the channel is called technology connections. This, which, you know, fits in well, since this is a tech show that I do sovereign tech, right? Um, this guy is so, so fucking entertaining, a younger guy, but who's 
clearly, well, I don't know, maybe he's my, he, I don't, I don't think he's my age. I have no idea. I mean, I, I, I have to applaud him on being fairly and, uh, pseudonymous anyway. And, and I mean, he does a good job of that. He doesn't plaster his name over anything. Um, but I think he actually does fairly well with Patreon and so on. Um, technology connections is a kind of a documentary channel where Alec will pick a certain technology, you know, generally technologies of your technologies of years gone by or decades gone by, and he will discuss them and he'll discuss everything from toasters to Blu-ray. I mean, uh, you, you know, and record players and all kinds of stuff. And he breaks down like all the different formats and everything. I got to tell you, if you, you have to watch his, he, he did, he did a tremendous, the first time I ever saw his channel and he has all this equipment, like he shows you it most of the time he shows you it in action. Right. So, you know, it's very much show and tell what he's got going on. Production values through the roof. Like I said, the guy's naturally very funny. Obviously he's largely scripted. He's, you know, he's running off of a script, um, which I can tell you that's, that's not an easy thing to do. Um, but he, he pulls it off. He does not do a lot of the, you know, something I hate on YouTube are, uh, like funny edits. And I mean, edits where, you know, somebody isn't like they've done multiple takes of what they're saying and they just kind of splice them together and they tried to, and I, I hate that just like, I, I really generally don't like people that edit podcasts because it, they sound more intelligent than they actually are, or they sound more fluent than they actually are. And I think that's horseshit. I mean, if you script yourself, I know how hard it is. Like when I do user podcasts, how hard it is to do a scripted show. That's a pain in the ass. Okay. And if you're doing a script, I mean, great. Okay. But don't pretend that somehow you're going on some great screed on your own, uh, you know, and, and that it's a natural flow or something when, when it's really not. And even then, like I can appreciate scripted, but I like hearing from people when they're not on script, like really how intelligent are you? Are you good? You know, can you summon your talent at will? Are you, are you fast on your feet? Um, I don't know if Alec would be fast on his feet, but I'll tell you, he is brilliant and hilarious in his presentation and incredibly informed. Uh, I mean, just very educational what he's laying out about past technologies. Um, also he has lately gotten into ripping on YouTube as well, uh, which just proves my point of how heinous YouTube is as a platform in general, uh, certainly towards the creators, but then again, also towards the viewer or follower. Um, but yeah, I, so he will do, he did this breakdown of the DVD formats, like, you know, DVD minus R or the recordable formats. I should say DVD minus R DVD plus R. That was great. The first time I ever saw him, he was actually doing, he was talking about the, the format war between Betamax and VHS. And it was just genius work. I mean, he laid it out. He did the homework. Awesome. You know, I mean, I was around, I had a Betamax player. Actually, my first copy of a new hope was on Betamax, uh, you know, star Wars, a new hope. And I, you know, I remember that, that, I mean, I was very, very young, but I remember that time and like to, to understand what was going on at the time. Cause I sure as fuck didn't understand it when I was five, uh, you know, I mean, yes, there's a nostalgia involved, but then just, it really highlights, especially boy, watch the DVD minus R versus DVD plus R. Uh, a video series. It really highlights the bullshit behind intellectual property and, you know, the BS around patent law and all that. I mean, it just, it shows it right and left, like format wars within formats, uh, it, like just in, insane shit. 
uh, and technology connections does a great job. Also, you know, he never really, and, and you're going to, you might hear me say this a lot about some of these channels. I am just so impressed <laughs> that almost none of these guys, except for maybe one, none of these guys ever get enraged, you know, like, like you never really hit, hear them get, I mean, you could tell they're passionate about it, but you never hear like the, the, the passion they, they, they don't get all riled up like the golden stallion does. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I start getting hot and bothered. I start yelling and everything. These guys never yell. And I, I'm, I'm almost envious <laughs> of the fact that they don't. And yet they're still so again, entertaining and informative. Um, and it, you'll hear me say that. I mean, I could probably say that about just about everybody on this list. Uh, but boy, technology connections just does a solid, solid job on it. Uh, though I'd love to hear them like lose their shit. I mean, I, I was half expecting him to finally do so during the, especially the DVD plus, uh, plus R and DVD minus R videos, because I mean, you just could not help but realize how stupid, how anti-consumer that whole notion was. I mean, it's just fucking ridiculous, uh, but brilliant stuff to check out. Um, I should mention links will be in the show notes for all of these channels. Uh, and actually if anybody here that I talk about actually has flipped out minus one of them, you're going to know who it is. Cause it'll be in his name. Um, let me know, like share me, share the video with me because I want to see some of these guys snap because some of the subjects they get into like is worthy of snapping over, you know, of, of just suddenly losing your shit and just saying, what the fuck is wrong with everybody? Right. We certainly all feel that right now. Um, so anyway, but then, you know, maybe that's the beauty of watching some of the stuff is that it, it's nice and calm compared to what everything else going on, on the, uh, on the World Wide web. Um, so yeah, technology connections, check it out. Uh, let's get to the next one. This is another guy, another brilliant, brilliant cat. Uh, and this is one that I got introduced to by a great sovereign tech listener. Um, and that is Isaac Arthur. Isaac Arthur is, I understand it. He is a consultant, a scientific consultant for video game companies. And you can imagine where this goes. He basically deals in the big ideas, the really, really big ideas. I mean, you know, like Dyson spheres and, and all these other scientific concepts. How are we going to solve, uh, you know, the power problem, starvation, you know, all, all these other things. Uh, he really, really does great work. Now, I just recently discovered that he also, uh, makes all of his episodes available on podcast, which is great. He does have nice CGI effects and other stuff that, that ends up happening in his videos. Um, you never really see him. Um, I, I think he's, I think he's genius. He's absolute genius. I mean, and he is dealing with issues, you know, we're talking stuff, you know, like 5,000 years from now, a hundred thousand, hundred thousand years from now. And so on, like his latest video was all about summer on Jupiter, making a second sun right? Which is, you know, plays actually, I haven't even watched that one yet, but that, that concept plays much off of what Arthur C. Clarke would lay out in the, uh, the Odyssey series, right? You know, 2001, 2010, uh, you know, and so on where Jupiter does become uh, spoiler alert. Jupiter does become a second, uh, a second sun. And then 3001 deals with what civilizations like with that. Um, but anyway, he, yeah, he covers all of that kind of stuff. He does do monthly live streams as well. Uh, benevolent aliens. That was another subject of his. I mean, he really deals in super high level shit and just lays it out. I, I don't see him holding back, pulling any punches uh, or avoiding any, any truths uncomfortable or otherwise in what he has to say. And now I'm not going to say that he's an anarchist or anything like that. Uh, 
In fact, I don't think so. But regardless, you know, he he's willing to go the distance with a lot of these ideas. And these videos will vary in length from anywhere I've seen from 15 minutes to 40 minutes or something like that, depending upon the subject. But it's always really, really dynamite stuff. It is. I don't think the videos add too much to it. So you could really get away with listening to the podcast more. Um, but you know, he does put a lot of work into the videos. It's abundantly clear and illustrates what he's talking about. And so that can make it worthwhile for you. Um, but if you want to talk about the really, really futuristic technology stuff, I mean, like far off in the future or sometimes not so far off, uh, or the, you know, the more wilder ideas that you experience in science fiction and of course, video games, um, this is the place to go. You know, and in fact, it's kind of fitting because, right, we were just talking about technology connections who deals with te the technologies of the past. And then you have Isaac Arthur, who's the exact opposite end of the spectrum, right? <laughs> who's who's dealing with, OK, what comes next? What comes, you know, a, a thousand years from now? And it, it's a it's, you know, also the comment section on Isaac Arthur's uh, uh, videos, YouTube videos. That is a second to none experience. Uh, I mean, because a lot of comment sections are very toxic. Um, that is not the case in my opinion, from what I've seen of Isaac Arthur videos. And that's worthwhile in itself as you get to interact with some really brilliant people on there, which you cannot always say, uh, about YouTube channels in particular. So, uh, Isaac Arthur, check that out. I think that's totally worthwhile. I mean, you've got, and he has a lot of videos, all these guys that I'm listing off are, you know, they're not new. They're not Johnny come lately. They all have, uh, you know, passionate followings and a lot of videos for you to check out. So you're, you're in for a treat. Um, and, and really, yeah, actually, if Isaac Arthur, if he came out, same with Technology Connections, if they released a bunch of their shows on Blu-ray, I'm there to buy. I mean, I would be right on because and, and some of this stuff is, you know, it's very documentary style and I would watch them over and over again. There's a lot of documentaries that I watch over and over again, just like movies. Um, I think that's a very good thing to, to do. And I'm always shocked when there's people who say that they don't do that. I'm like, what are you talking about? What do you mean you haven't watched Cosmos a thousand times? What the fuck is wrong with you? You know, sorry, I shouldn't be so crass, but you get my point. Um, so yeah, Isaac Arthur, check that out again, link in the show notes. Uh, let's go with our third one. This is the guy. <laughs> The entire reason I even bothered to ever go to YouTube was for this guy. Uh, he is, I, I dare say that if we ever like really got to sit down, you know, and, and have a cup of Joe together or something, um, I, <laughs> I, I think we'd really connect. I, I think we'd have a good time talking stuff up. Uh, and this is, this is as far as presentation style might be the closest to what sovereign tech has done over the years. <laughs> and that is angry video game nerd. Uh, of course the YouTube channel is called Cinemasker, and a lot more gets done on there than angry video game nerd. Uh, but you know, angry video game nerd is certainly the flagship show. Uh, he just recently had a huge Blu-ray box set come out. Um, and I picked that up because, uh, I mean, I, I could just watch his shit over and over again. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, James is clearly, I mean, he's clearly like a really nice guy. It's so funny because he plays such a, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> vociferous. Would that be? No, I don't know if that's the word. But I mean, just like he's really vicious in what he's doing. Absolutely hilarious. And his production value has really gone through the roof over the years. I mean, it's amazing the the wild shit he comes up with now. Uh, like his Polybius, uh, um, 
story. Phenomenal. But, <laughs> uh, and he's done some, some really, really clever shit, uh, over the years. Yeah. I, I love it. I mean, he, again, just super nice. You can tell he's a really brilliant guy and he just, he brings out the nerd as the character is called, you know, of course his real name is James. Um, he's even, I mean, th- this, he's become almost a cultural icon, you know, I mean, you have the video, he has, he's had what, two video games or the second one's coming out soon. He has the movie, right? Angry video game nerd, uh, the movie. Um, and just overall, I feel like he has tremendous taste, taste that, that I share. I mean, his reviews of movies, I think are always worthwhile to watch um, his review of like the Rocky series and some others. Uh, in fact, they started doing on the Cinemasker channel, they started doing the rental reviews series where they are looking at movies from like the nineties, the eighties, you know, just like kind of the oddballs, a lot of the cult classics or movies that maybe people just haven't thought about in a while. And those are must watch videos. In fact, just as I'm recording this, he released uh, for example, he released a review of the uh, 1985 GI Joe, the movie, the, the animated movie. Um, I am very much looking forward to watching that. Uh, I'm a, I love that movie. Now, I mean, there's times where I disagree with what they're laying out where I think like, uh, okay, you guys missed the mark. Like their review of flash Gordon wasn't as uh, granted they're doing it in quarantine, but it wasn't as um, I don't know. There, there, there's points where the videos are great. There's points where, or where the reviews are really great and they bring in some very interesting uh, tidbits. And then there's ones where, you know, it's like, okay, well that's, that's interesting, you know? And, and he's so, I mean, he's such a big deal. Definitely one of the top people on YouTube overall. I really, he didn't even have to be included on this list, but you know, because he's just that good. Uh, he brings in a lot of, a lot of cross pollination. He brings in a lot of other YouTubers and, and some celebrity acts and everything, which I mean, I think is, is fine. Um, but you know, it's definitely a channel where we're there for him. Um, Mike Matei, who's kind of his cohort, uh, is on there a lot. I'm not, not exactly, I don't know. Mike Matei is an acquired taste, right? <laughs> so, but they do game reviews on there as well, uh, that aren't angry video game nerd, but I mean, just, you know, it's just so much fun that I, I think, yeah, he gets angry, blah, blah, blah. And he's yelling all the time and everything when he's the nerd, but I, I just think it's a great fucking time. And I'll just say it, you know, I don't know if you'd ever hear this, but I'll just say it. Like, I think if we ever hung out, like if we ran into each other at fun spot or something, uh, you know, which isn't far away from me, we, I mean, I, I just feel like we'd instantly hit it off and be like brothers, you know, <laughs> but I'm sure a lot of people say that about him anyway. Uh, yeah. So angry video game nerd. I mean, I'd be remiss if he wasn't on the list, if there were a top channel on here, that'd probably be it you know, uh, and he really does offer a pretty good breadth where there is stuff that is informational. I mean, it's all pop stuff, but at the same time, uh, he does get very informative. Um, he does, and, and he's just incredibly entertaining. So I totally recommend angry video game nerd. And if you ever, if you've never watched it, you know, listen to sovereign tech and listen to him and you'll see, (laughs) you might hear some similarities, even though we've both been in the game about as long. Uh, but anyway, so let's move on from there. Uh, here's another one. The gaming historian, um, Norman Caruso, who he has also put out a Blu-ray set, uh, fairly recently, I guess it maybe it was a year, a couple of years ago, a year, a year ago, something like that. Um, and, and I wish he'd come out with more. Uh, I love what he puts together. He does. I mean, sometimes he does 15 minute videos covering some kind of oddity in video gaming. Other times he'll do over an hour. Like his, his documentary on Tetris, I thought was phenomenal, but his, 
so a, his presentation style, Norman's presentation style is, uh, very calm. And I mean, it almost feels like when you watch a gaming historian, uh, video or documentary, it, regardless of length, it, and sometimes he does fun ones too, you know, uh, which, which is great, but it almost feels like you're watching something that like those, those videos or documentaries that you'd see if you go to some like really high end museum. And I mean, but it's all about video games, right? It's all about, you know, gaming's history. But if you went to some high-end museum and you sat down and you just watched like this really, I mean, like the lighting, everything about it is so pro and the music, it, you, you just can't help but watch it. I mean, and, and, and I've had, like, I'll say this much and I, and this might sound ridiculous, but really like I've had moments where, you know, in my life, even in recent years where I've been very, say very stressed out, uh, you know, and, or, or I, I wouldn't say depressed, but I mean, just like very down and very stressed out or whatever. And I would put on, or I'd be worried or something, whatever. And I'd put on, I mean, it's almost like ASMR. I mean, I'm not into that sort of thing, but like I would put on, um, you know, video uh, or uh, the gaming historian and it would just instantly calm me down. I mean, like it's that kind of a documentary, you know, but you're, but you're learning at the same time. If you're into video games, granted, I understand you got to kind of be into that, but I think even if you're not the, the history you know, I mean, it, it, in many ways, it's business history, right? And the, a lot of people are interested in that. So even if you're like an entrepreneur or you're just into business or economics and things like this, I think there's a lot to take away from the gaming historian there as well. Uh, but if you're a video game, uh, you know, if you're a gamer of any stripe, I mean, this is video game history being done right. Uh, it's it's really, really brilliant stuff. So I, I highly, highly recommend um, the gaming historian, you know, w- without reservation. Um, again, I hope he comes out with more Blu-rays. I even like, I bought a t-shirt of his. I mean, I'm just, you know, happy to promote this guy. Cause I think he does such solid work. Uh, so anyway, gaming historian, that's our, I guess, is that our number four? Yeah. So let's go to number five. Um, this is another one that deals very much in pop culture, much like angry video game nerd and the gaming historian. And this is toy galaxy. Um, now my man, Rob, actually, who co-hosts TIE fighter renegades with me, which by the way, also has a YouTube channel, just go to TIE fighter.xyz and you can get there all 30 some odd episodes that we've done so far of that show over the years are there. Um, but anyway, he actually turned me on to this and toy galaxy does these anywhere from like 10 to 15 minutes, usually, uh, mini documentaries about some classic, like franchise and most of them have toy lines, but there's times where I feel like they've gone a little bit beyond something that has a toy line. And maybe they would just talk about like a classic cartoon, uh, or even like some kind of sci-fi show or something like that. And it's, it's always entertaining. You know, you have the guy laying it out that it's scripted. The guy's very funny that hosts it. You know, they, they have some, like some very oddball breaks that they will do for comedic effect and everything. Uh, it's very, very well done. Again, very informative. Um, I have learned about things through toy galaxy that, I mean, I, especially from the eighties, I, I consider myself very much an eighties and nineties walking encyclopedia when it comes to pop culture, but toy galaxy has taken me to school a few times. Um, maybe like the first video that really got me going on about them was, uh, I think they did a special about, 
there was a Star Wars toy line that Kenner was planning in 1985 after Return of the Jedi ended. And it was just this amazing video uh, talking about, you know, what, what they like, they were going to continue the story of Star Wars since George Lucas wasn't. Now it didn't take off, but boy, do I wish that the, that, that did take off. That, that would have been phenomenal. Basically putting the Star Wars galaxy and its continued story into the hands of, you know, the people that still loved it. Um, and they would have like expansion sets that would kind of build on top of the story, sort of like, you know, what RPG games like tabletop RPG games will do, right? Where they'll come out with a source book or, you know, you'll have the core rule book. Then you'll have a source book come out a few months later, uh, you know, and then that gives you new storylines and new stuff to do and everything. It was kind of the same idea, but it was with toys. It was genius. And it certainly would have been a lot cooler than what Disney's done, <laughs> so, but overall, but regardless, uh, toy galaxy, I mean, always, and, and, and they're actually pretty respectful to a lot of the material too, to a lot of the franchises. Um, and for me seeing a lot of these videos and hearing people talk about, uh, cause another channel that's kind of like, this is retro blasting. They will do this too, which I, I enjoy them as well. But to get vindication from other people that are, we'll say in my generation, I mean, I'm technically a millennial, but that are, you know, in my age range or whatever, my demographic, I guess we'll say, and to find out that, oh, actually, no, there are a lot of people who didn't think that Captain Power was stupid. There's a lot of people that thought it was really great, you know, or, or pick your franchise or that Street Sharks was actually pretty fucking awesome, but, and it did really well, but this, you know, stupid business decision is why it got canned or blah, blah, blah. Um, it's very vindicating to watch that. And it's almost been therapeutic <laughs> to, to find out like, you know, actually this is more the case with, with retro blasting. Um, it was remarkable to finally hear somebody else talk about Buck Rogers in the 25th century, the, the TV show with Gil Gerard and, uh, and Aaron Gray from, from, 19, from the eighties. Um, I never, you know, I, I like, I've never, anybody I've ever really talked to, even at conventions, oh, nobody seemed to like the show. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what, what do you mean? Like this, this is amazing. And then you watch that and they deliver, you know, they do the research and everything and they go through whatever magazines or newspapers or whatever, you know, libraries they happen to go through to find out about the stuff and whatever they do to collect all the info. And I'm glad they do. And you find out, no, actually it was very popular. People love this fucking show. They talked about it a lot, blah, blah, blah. And so it's so great to finally like get some vindication. And it's really like, it's calmed me down because I feel like I'm going through life, not understanding at all, you know, uh, based upon whatever objective metrics you can find within art. And there's some, you know, okay. It's like, okay, so you like this, but why the fuck then don't you like this? It has the same thing. It has blah, blah, blah. You know, I go, I go through and it's not a hipster thing at all. I mean, I don't want it to be. You know, I want to connect with people on this shit. I mean, you think the reason that I put in ads for Sequest, Babylon 5, Blake 7, uh, go down the list of it. You know, why do you think I put those in my show? Because I want other people to watch them so I can connect with you. I don't want to be a hipster about this shit. But I'm trying to understand. Like, like, okay, why why don't you like this? Oh, you like the new Battlestar Galactica? Why? Because, oh, because the story was so engaging and there was this really, you know, years long plan, even though it all completely fell apart in the finale. And I told you that it would, but okay. Uh, you know, okay, well then you should love Babylon five. And then they go and watch Babylon five and they laugh at it. Like, oh no, this is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, 
So, you know, I don't want, I don't want to be alone in this stuff. And so actually watching some of these channels, it's like, oh, thank you. Okay. I'm not alone. You know, and, and there, there, there's something almost therapeutic just about that. Right. And toy galaxy does such a great job with it. And in fact, they really, I feel like they are, they're a, a bit of standard bearers there because they'll bring up something that no one else. And, and believe me, there's times where I'm like, oh, holy, you know, again, I thought it was the only one that even knew that still existed. Like uh, they did a great episode on bionic six. Um, and what's funny is, is that, you know, months like, like two weeks later or a month later, suddenly all these other dumbass channels, like something run by Siffy or whatever, will start reviewing exactly what toy galaxy had talked about two weeks before, you know, and you know that they're just, they're just copying them. You know, and in fact, probably, you know, I mean, nobody owns research, but, but just, you know, swiping their, their research and everything. So toy galaxy, I love it. Very entertaining to watch a lot of fun. Um, let's go on to number six. And this is one where, yes, this is entertaining. Uh, I do think that's a part of it, but it is definitely more. And these usually run sub 10 minutes, like under 10 minutes. Sometimes they'll go a little over, uh, but not, but not always, but ultimately these are, I mean, the artistry looks like stuff for kids, but it apps, I mean, kids can certainly, I think, watch these videos and get something from it, but it's really, there are many documentaries for everybody on some kind of subject. Sometimes they do things that are more in the vein of what you'd expect from Isaac Arthur, where they talk about like black hole bombs and all this crazy shit. Uh, other times they're being a little more current event. Like they did a great video on COVID-19. Um, other times or on viruses in general, I guess I should say, uh, but certainly there's a reason they did it. Um, they, they've done videos on the past. They've done videos on why human consciousness started. They've done videos on death. They've done videos on, uh, well, I'll talk about some in a second, but this is cure zigzag. Now I'm not going to spell that out. Okay. You can look it up in the show notes. <laughs> Um, but this is, this is definitely, you know, if there were, if I were to rank some of these channels, like I said, angry video game nerd would be number one, as far as what I watch the most, but then number two would definitely be cure zigzag. Uh, this is a, whether you agree with hundred percent and a lot of times they try to keep it like open-ended and say, well, you know, some people think this way, some people think that way. And I appreciate that. Um, or some theorize this or some theorize that, but I, there are. It's another one where if they came out with the Blu-ray set, I'd buy it in a heartbeat. But there are videos that I have regularly downloaded. Um, like I have a whole collection of Cures Exotic videos that I've downloaded just because, and I'll watch them over and over again because I think the way that they're laying out so, uh, a lot of information is so brilliantly succinct, which is a challenge that I have sometimes being succinct. But they're, it's so succinct and yet so uh, information-dense and part of that comes from the, the very unique animation style that they, that they present where it allows them to illustrate the points that they're making in a, in a very interesting way um, or a very unique way. Yeah. I, I just, I think it's brilliant. And in fact, they've even gotten, you know, they, they'll deal with philosophy. There's really nothing they won't touch. Uh, they don't really get into pop culture too much, but uh, they did a video about egoistic altruism which I think is one of the best philosophical videos I have just ever seen. It's actually, as far as videos on philosophy, it is the best one that I've ever seen. I'm not saying that you have to hundred percent agree with it. I am just saying that it does such a great job of laying out 
you know, humanist philosophy. I mean, it, it's, it's fantastic. Um, I totally recommend that, you know, find that now and watch it. Um, I've shared it on social media many times. I think I've basically just haven't gone as far as actually playing it in my show, but I'd be happy to, um, again, you don't have to agree with it hundred percent, but I don't know, you know, who, who agrees with any philosophy hundred percent, right? Well, okay. No, there are a lot of people who will actually completely agree with someone a hundred percent all the time because they're a mindless drone. That's unfortunate, but <laughs> their video on egoistic altruism, I mean, was about as close as it gets to, you know, the hybrid of egoism, bit anarchy, hedonism, even if they don't want to use some of those terms um, that, that I've ever found. I mean, it just really, really does. Again, you don't have to agree with hundred percent. I'm not saying I do, but I think it really does a solid job. Also, I think of particular interest, probably their three best videos that egoistic altruism was great. Their video on consciousness, tremendous. Uh, and their video on time uh, was also really solid. And they're the ones behind, and this is something I used to do on, on Sovereign Tech. They're the ones behind pushing the, uh, the HE calendar, the Holocene uh, era calendar, where you start from the building of Gobekli Tepe to today. Um, and I've even, I've, I've bought um, their calendars that, that espouse that. So basically you add on 10,000 years to your present calendar and they make a great case for this, uh, every year. And, and I still think that they're, that they're right. We should be gauging things in H E instead of, you know, C E or B C E where it's just a straight line of, you know, of human progression. Um, so like now it would be the year, uh, 12,020 doesn't roll off the tongue very well, but you know, hopefully we're going to be around to actually say 12,020, even if it is uh, CE granted, I hope by the time we're there, that kind of notion of CE and whatever else sort of goes out the door. Maybe we're on another time frame. who knows, but anyway, uh, they really do great work there and every video they put out is a must watch. I'm not going to say I agree with everything that they lay out. And a lot of times it's open for debate and they keep it open for debate and that's great. Uh, but I, I, must watch video every time something comes out. And that's really true for anybody here. Uh, just about, except for there's some stuff that angry video game nerd puts out or that Cinemasker puts out that I don't bother to watch uh, because they put out so much, but 99% of what I'm talking about here, I watch the instant a video comes out. Uh, let's go to number. So that was number six with Kier Zigzag. Let's go to number seven, number seven. This was, this was tough. So I'm a guy that's really into fitness. I mean, working out, you know, I work out five days a week at least. Um, and I mean, Ellen and I will, you know, we'll go an hour, hour and a half, two hours, most nights, you know, it's, it's, it's a good time. Um, a guy that I am a, just a huge, huge fan of this was tough because I mean, there's only a couple people that I follow on YouTube as far as fitness goes. I mean, there's literally two, that's it. Uh, all right, man, I guess there's, there's three, but the one guy I don't listen to his advice. I'm just intrigued by what he, what he breaks down. Um, the channel here for number seven is Michael Hearn's uh, YouTube channel. Now, Michael Hearn. So to, to understand who he is, and then I'll talk about a couple of the others that I watch or that, that I'll, I'll catch from time to time. Um, Michael Hearn is a guy who I, I think he's 50 in his fifties or something. He is a guy who's been in, he's won Mr. Natural Olympia. He has been in the bodybuilding game and, you know, basically fitness modeling and all that for literally decades. Um, 
And the amazing thing about him, why I think he's worth listening to is that he still looks amazing. I mean, he's a sexy man, no doubt. I mean, sexy as fuck, right? But he still looks amazing. Uh, Joe Weider, who is kind of the, the godfather of bodybuilding, uh, Joe Weider basically said that, or, you know, he did a ranking uh, decades ago, or, you know, years and years ago, I should say, because I forget when exactly it was, of what he considered to be the top 10 bodies of all time. You know, bodies in bodybuilding, but, just you know, bodies in fitness, whatever, of all time. And Michael Hearn is, is in that top 10. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, and that that's reason enough alone to listen to him. Um, he's a controversial figure. Uh, I mean, we, you know, we, we follow each other on Twitter, you know, I mean, he, he, I mean, he is a big deal. He is a name. If you are in fitness and bodybuilding in any stretch, you know who Mike O'Hearn is. As soon as you see him, you know who he is. Uh, I have watched him since I was a little kid. Because he uh, he has been on both iterations of American Gladiators. He was on the the reboot that was done that Hulk Hogan used to host and that uh, Gina Serrano actually got her start on. Uh, but he was there. His name was Titan on the on the reboot one that they did in the aughts, which I thought was awesome. Um, and he was on the classic. He was actually in both. But that's just how in shape he's been. He, he was a part of a show both times that was split by like 20 years. But he just looks phenomenal. Uh, he is definitely, I mean, a lot of his advice, I think you could take regardless of what your goals are within fitness in general. He's certainly more of the guy that if you are into becoming a natural mass monster, meaning natural as in, you know, not using steroids. Um, I think he's very much the top guy. If you're a person who is looking to wanting to have this look for your entire life, Right. And not just to where you can go win a few Olympias and then you let your body go because you wrecked it. You know, this is a guy who, you know, tells you about how to actually like, you know, have that strength and that mass and, and that power through your entire life. And I mean, genetics play a big part in a lot of this stuff. There's no doubt about that. All right. But, you know, he, I think he just delivers so much solid advice and he has years worth of videos of great stuff to talk about. He's actually the guy that got me turned on to uh, somebody who I end up following uh, as far as bodybuilding advice and, and certainly as a, as a fitness hero, that being Bill Pearl, uh, because years ago I read an interview with Mike O'Hearn on, in muscle and fitness. And he was, and you know, they asked uh, Mike O'Hearn, they're like, well, you know, what do you do uh, as far as, uh, you know, working out and everything. He's like, yeah, I keep it pretty simple. I, I, I follow this book by, uh, by Bill Pearl. It's a classic, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, what, who's this bill? You know, who's this Bill Pearl? And, and, and what is this classic book? And Bill Pearl actually wrote a few different books. Um, certainly, I mean, he's probably one of those people that's also on that top 10 list of like best bodies ever. Uh, in fact, he's widely been Bill Pearl has widely been considered to have the greatest body of all time. Um, not just, you know, in some top 10 list. Uh, and Bill Pearl famously is vegetarian, was vegetarian. He's one of the people that or his books are one of the pieces of material that or are some of the materials that that convinced me, uh, you know, to go plant based. And I mean, in, in his books are decades old, right? I mean, the, he updates them as well. But like his last version of Keys to the Inner Universe, I think is from like 2015. So it's not like, you know, 
antiquated knowledge or anything, but I love that Michael Hearn goes to some really old school stuff. And frankly, I, I like when Michael Hearn, you know, kind of, kind of picks on some people, uh, you know, and, and, and sticks with a lot of that old school knowledge, but picks on the people who say, Oh, you know, if you, Oh, if you do a shoulder press behind the neck, that's going to kill you or blah, blah, blah. And he'll rip on them a bit. And I actually, I like that. Um, there's a lot of different elements of Michael Hearn's channel, especially lately, even during quarantine where he's, He's done the home workouts, you know, the workouts from home and his home gym, I think looks, it's not like this massive, you know, area, but what he's got in there, I think that's worthwhile to like mimic, to copy what he has in his home gym. But I don't know. He just, he just, he's so cool and down to earth and everything. Uh, I'm like, I really, I mean, and yeah, I I don't know. He just seems like kind of, I know he's not just one of the guys, especially within his space but he really feels like kind of just one of the guys. And I love his advice. A lot of his advice I think is, is really, really uh, uh, nitpicky and niche. And that's rare to find. Like it's, there's so many resources out there for fitness that to find somebody who's actually telling you something you've never heard before is nope. I I don't mean to be uh, have a pun here or something like that, but it's unheard of, (laughs) you know, really. And I always learn things from him that I've never read anywhere. And I, I used to read, I mean, they don't exist anymore uh, now, but up till a couple months ago, they still did. I used to read all the muscle mags. I used to read all, you know, I, I would read all this stuff and he's still telling me shit that I've never heard anywhere else. Fantastic. Like uh, about footwear is, is, is discussion about what you should, you know, what kind of footwear you should be wearing. Um, I've never heard anybody talk about it like that, even though clearly other bodybuilders know, because actually they'll sell you, you know, their branded version of, of that footwear, uh, like Ronnie Coleman or something. Uh, or he will be talking about breathing. Like he's saying, like, he'll talk about why you shouldn't be grunting. Uh, great shit. I mean, that you just don't hear any, or like he doesn't listen to music while he works out all these little things that you can just, all these little nuggets that you can walk away from Michael Hearn, who again, because unlike just about anybody else in bodybuilding, he still has the tremendous body. He still does the insane workouts and all that shit. Uh, you know, even in his, uh, I mean, he's not ancient, but you know, you know what I mean? Even in, even in the older ages, we'll say, uh, I want to be respectful here. It's, it's tremendous, you know, and, and it's worthwhile because I think we as a species, are entering a time where absolutely yes, if you have lived right, okay, you've done your diet. I, I don't want. Okay, let me be careful how I phrase that. I don't want to say if you've lived right. If you've dieted, that is in a way that is beneficial to your body, okay, whatever that looks like, because it's different for everybody, okay. If you have dieted in the way that's beneficial, most beneficial for your body, if you have. Uh, engaged in exercise, physical, uh, you know, fitness that is most beneficial for your body. Because also a lot of people are very different, right? Um, I mean, like, for example, you know, if you're quad dominant, you know, in your legs, then you're going to maybe do extra poundage on your hands, right? On your hamstrings. So, you know, everybody's different. Okay. But bottom line is that if you've done a lot of this stuff right in the past couple decades, um, I think we are entering a phase where human life expectancy will dramatically go up for those that have. 
And, you know, people that are in their 40s, and I think Mike O'Hearn is is kind of a, a prototype for this. People who are in their 40s or even 50s might look like they're in their 20s. You know, <laughs> I mean, that, like that's that's the point that I think we're eventually getting to. And anybody that can that can walk the walk like Mike O'Hearn does, I think is worthwhile to check out. Now, the other people that I watch, I do. I, I like uh, Jeff Cavalier with Athlean X. Um, I think he's a really genuine guy. And I think that a lot of what he has to say is, is really, really solid stuff. His recommendations are really on point. I think he, he runs into, I, I like him a lot and, and I'm not going to disagree with him. And he's certainly in much better shape than I am. I'm not, I'm not knocking the guy for a second. Uh, and he's had some really, really great insights as far as like, what's a great diet and everything. Like he talks about the cheap versus fast and, or, you know, or, you know, fast and cheap and versus healthy and all that. Um, yeah, Athlean X, I, I feel like sometimes some of the videos are getting to a level of precision where it's like, now nah, you're kind of being different for different sake. That That's sort of how I feel about it, but you can't go wrong with what Jeff Cavalier is laying out there. And he trains some of the, you know, some of the top performers in the world. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I really, I, th- I think he's, he's on point, um, with that. Um, Anyway, I won't go, I won't talk too much about more about him, but that he's certainly worthwhile to check out. The other guy is more, what is it? More plates, more dates. Now I don't like this guy at all. <laughs> okay. But his, his videos are interesting because he knowing very much about steroid use and all these other things, it's a young guy, but he does breakdowns of whether or not people you see in Hollywood are juicing right? If they're using steroids or what they're, you know, basically what chemicals are they taking? (laughs) Right. And it's very, it's very interesting to watch. And he basically, I mean, as much as can be done based upon photo evidence and videos and all this stuff and like breakdowns of their Instagram, he's like, okay, you can't go from this body type to this body type without taking some kind of fucking drugs, you know, and he will just break it down. And I, and I really find that useful, but I don't listen to him for fitness advice at all. I just listened to him to really drive the point home that, you know, what you see on Hollywood bodies, right? I mean, that includes the rock, go down the list of them. What you see with a lot of those guys, uh, you know, there's, there's either some great lighting being done or there's some kind of, you know, like they're not going to be able to keep that body for long or whatever they're doing. It's not real. And he drives the point home often enough. And I, and I actually appreciate his channel for that. Um, but anyway, that's it for, as far as fitness goes on YouTube. Otherwise, I mean, there's a lot of guys out there and I'm sure there's guys that are doing great work, but there's so many shysters on, on YouTube, you know, as far as fitness goes, especially that are just, just fucking horrible. So anyway, um, Let's go with number eight. And this is one that got uh, sent to me by a sovereign tech listener as well. Great listener. And that is a channel called MedCram, And it's by a guy, Dr. Roger Schult. Schult. I I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name, right? I've heard him say it a bunch of times in the videos, but basically he does a channel where he's breaking down. Like, I mean, he's trying to help you. It's called MedCram because it has to do with uh, exams, right? You know, doctor's exams, or I mean, uh, uh, you know, like medical student exams and so on. Cause he's a guy that actually writes a lot of these exams and he's breaking down and helping you study them, but he's like touching on these subjects and he's making them so understandable for the everyday person. They are fucking brilliant. They are absolutely brilliant, brilliant videos. Every single one of them. Um, 
I, I mean, I am so fucking impressed. I, yeah, I, I could watch, I could watch, uh, I mean, I call him Dr. Roger, but you know, I could watch this guy all day long, just, just tremendous, uh, what gets laid out there. And I had no idea. I, I, I would never have looked for this. And that's the beautiful thing, especially about having the sovereign tech telegram group is that, I mean, you can do it on Twitter too, I suppose, you know, and I'm active on there as well, but in the telegram group, I mean, you could just hit me with these things and, and everybody can pick and choose what they want. I mean, there were whole YouTube lists shared in the telegram group. Now, I mean, I can't cover everything. Um, but you know, definitely got in a, at least three or so here that were from sovereign tech listeners that I just would have never known about if they didn't get shared with me. Uh, and I'm really honored by that. And I'm glad because my life is, I don't say this lightly. My life is genuinely enriched, uh, because of, you know, what you shared with me. And so I'm hoping that in doing this sovereign top eight of YouTube channels that aren't complete shit, maybe there's shit sometimes, but no, <laughs> but they're not complete shit. Uh, that that's the title, by the way, that was recommended by the sovereign tech listener. Um, I'm hoping that in doing this, I gave you something to walk away with, uh, that you can enjoy. Now I happen to have a YouTube channel as well. Um, and I put like user podcast up on there. I've put some other stuff up on there. Um, I don't, it's very rare that I put up videos on there, but you're welcome to check that out. Just look for, you know, Brian sovereign or Dr. Brian sovereign. And I'm there, um, real quick. Okay. I'm going to put out a bonus here. As much as I am feeling apathetic towards Star Wars as late, the Star Wars YouTube channel historically has done a great job. Like the content of, if you're a Star Wars fan, every franchise should be offering up a lot of what gets put up on the Star Wars channel. It has, I want to, I feel like it has fallen by the wayside as late. Like I'm not as impressed with what they put out there. Um, the star Wars show is not what it once was. A lot of the things just feel very corporate or it's just some kind of bullshit. But there was a time where that star Wars channel was putting out tremendous fucking content. Uh, and you really felt like you were engaging with a fellow community of fans, but that has really fallen away. Um, so I, I I don't want to end that like on a sour note, but, you know, they used to be a channel that I would recommend a lot. I, I really, I, I can't recommend it um, um, here anymore, but I guess to keep from ending on a sour note, I will put out a few others uh, real quick that I think are worthwhile. Like I didn't get to bring up nostalgia nerd, eight bit guy, eight bit guy does great, great stuff. Especially if you're like a Commodore fan. Um, I still like what uh, Shannon Morse does with threat wire and hack five. That's, that's awesome. Um, I mean, Patrick Willems, his, his movie reviews are, are fantastic. I think red letter media is fucking hilarious. I mean, you know, there, there's, there are other great channels out there, uh, to check out. And actually, if there's one, you really think that I should be seeing like, man, this is really going to, you know, expand your brain or give you a hell of a laugh or whatever. Feel free to share them with me in the telegram group or on Twitter. That's fine too. I get a lot of DMS on Twitter. I also get a lot of emails. You can get in touch with me that way. Questions at sovereigntech.com if you want. Uh, but anyway, so there, there's stuff to is as bad as YouTube is. There is some, there's some real, there is gold in them, their Hills. You understand? And I'm glad that I got to share some of what I think is gold with you. So with that said, we'll wrap this baby up another top eight in the can more sovereign tech to come out very soon. And oh, we've got uh, some user podcasts going to be a great time. I will see all of you whoo, on the other side. <laughs> <laughs>